Hello and welcome to the Traumanomics Podcast, a place where we discuss a wide range of topics emphasizing healing, change, and growth for abuse survivors. Drawing from personal and professional experiences, we'll discuss issues openly for those in helping positions such as parents, educators, health and mental health professionals, and members of law enforcement. This is Dr. Chris Bertelson. Chris is a survivor, educator, and author. As a teenager, Chris was a target of a notorious child molester in his hometown, a man who went on to abduct and murder one of the victims. This abduction case went unsolved for 27 years. Chris was instrumental in helping bring attention to the cases, which were eventually solved in 2016. And this is Jordan Howard. Jordan is a therapist here in Arkansas with extensive experience working with abuse victims and males in particular. In addition, Jordan works with couples and people with addictions. Together, we hope to share stories and commentary of resilience and healing in a caring and lighthearted way, bringing attention to issues of abuse, addiction, and the effects on individuals and society. Hey everybody, welcome to the Traumanomics Podcast. We're glad you're joining us here today, and um, we're just going to pick up where we left off last time with resilience and grit. And these are... Uh, content. This is uh, content that people are talking about all over and writing books about and things like that. And so we're we're just going to kind of touch base on resilience and grit. And I'm going to get Jordan to uh, kind of kick us off here with what he's seen in his years of therapy um, in terms of clients who have this resilience and grit and those who don't seem to, kind of what he's seen in terms of outcomes uh, for those folks and you know, kind of how they got here, that sort of thing. So, Jordan, you want to start us off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's uh, this whole topic on resilience and grit. I've been kind of excited about it because it's a, uh, for me, this has become like the thing that I feel like we need to be looking into more uh, in our field, for sure. I mean, obviously not that we don't want to look at trauma, but, you know, there becomes things, that, you know, with I guess with any field where you hear a certain word, all the time and there for a while that's kind of been the focus it's like well okay let's look at trauma from the flip side though and like not the not the horrible bad outcomes that can happen from it um but let's look at the positive let's look at the way these things that people have it's like resilience and grit okay that's why i said those two words are are very important um are they innate I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Uh, I know there's research going on right now about resilience uh, that I think, you know, points to points to several different things. But I think it does point to again, you know, just people's drive. Is it an innate thing? That's right. that's a good question. Um, what I notice again to your question with clients, mm-hmm. um, you can basically to me determine like how well somebody's probably going to do, and, and this is going to sound odd, not by necessarily their their work in therapy, but it's like their work just in their life. Are they diligent? Are they, are they, you know, are they taking care of some of the basic, the basic things, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you can have, I mean, you think of even ourselves in this type of thing. Like you can, uh, you can think you're being, you know, I don't know, crazy or something sometimes in a session or, or whatever, but do you, you know, are you going to work every day? Are you doing some of those basic things that people do? I know one, I know one thing, Jordan, there ain't no quitting you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things. I do think you're right. You can kind of see uh, some folks just don't stop. I yep. think there is some of that. Yep. Um, not to imply that there aren't 
ways to develop that as well. Well, and, and I think that's the things that we're, we're interested in right now. I mean, like, let's just bring that up. You know, how do we develop grit? Right. You know, uh, when I was working uh, in a treatment center, this was something we talked about a lot was this idea of grit because I think grit to me, when you boil it all down, back to the client question too, I know I'm taking a long time answering this, but um, it, it almost comes down to this other word, entitlement. Oh, interesting. The flip side of grit, right? I mean, you think, if you think of grit, you think of somebody's entitled. Uh, John Townsend wrote a book, uh, it's probably a few years back, uh, The Entitlement Cure. And I think, you know, it's very interesting because you automatically pick up that book and you think, oh, well, he's going to be talking about kids these days, right? You know, yeah, right. We all, we're always millennials, right? That gets brought up a lot, yeah, kids sure these does. days, you know, sure it's does. like, there's not a, you know, no, it's about us. It's about adults who become entitled to certain things. And we all... I'm, I'm going to say this kind of boldly, but to me, if we live in our culture, you know, that, we, that we're dealing with, we're all entitled to a certain level. Okay. Yes, I agree with I, you that know, for I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. So looking at, looking at how you develop grit, you know, if you looked back in generations previous to us, you know, we talk about the greatest generation or whatever, the World War II generation. Well, we, we always used, we respect their grit, right? Right. You know, well, if you look at the trickle-down effect, kind of what's happened now, how do some people still seem to have it and some don't? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know, and it's one of those things I look at uh, when you say that about, in, you know, adults being entitled and things like that. It, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, these are really first world problems we have, right? <laughs> I mean, you look at uh, poor countries, for example, uh, you know, they don't have issues like, like these. And so, like, for example, anxiety, uh, you know, poorer countries, that's not an epidemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think it's a big picture, um, a big picture situation. Um, and, and you're right. I think we do, uh, we do have an entitlement issue for sure. Well, and looking at uh, specifically like males, you know, uh, you know I, again, working in a treatment center for a while, like you would see these... Uh, these guys come in. I remember some of us who worked there. You could you could almost like point out like, well, this one's going to do well. <laughs> this one's not. Oh, is that right? Yeah, wow, you could because really it, because it was really about, and they might not have known that at the time, but but right. peek behind the curtain. That, that was some of the discussion. Uh, you know, and a lot of it was because we could just see how they how they presented, how they acted. Sure. You know, and those are just super important things. I think as you look at this. Uh, is you look at this concept of grit because you could almost see the ones that came in with it. They were struggling right. with an issue. Maybe it was substance use. Maybe it was, you know, uh, uh, sex addiction. Maybe it was all kinds of different things. Sure. But, um, but long story short, you know, did they have this, this grit factor about them? Right. So, well, I think, um, I, you know, at the risk of, uh, you know, I, I don't want to upset anybody with this quote, but I do want to read a, a quote by Frank Martin, um, South Carolina uh, basketball coach. And um, he, he had this quote the other day, and I, well, not the other day, it's been a while, you know how time goes, but I do want to share this quote with you. And he says, you know what makes me sick to my stomach? When I hear grown people say that kids have changed. Kids haven't changed. Kids don't know anything about anything. We've changed as adults. We demand less of kids. We make their lives easier instead of preparing them for what life is truly about. We're the ones that have changed. To blame kids is a cop-out. 
you know, and I think that's a really, um, it's an interesting quote. And I, you know, there's always that your side, my side, and the truth is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> you know, you've heard that before. And I, but I think he's, he's touching on some things that we're kind of addressing here today that really, you know, they do make sense. Um, and, and there's this interplay between kids and adults, but on some level, um, you know, we've created what we created. Well, yeah, and I think uh, absolutely we have. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what that book, you know, goes into as well. But it's, it's uh, we, we are, we're creating the culture. Right. And yet we complain about it yes. when it's not there. Well, yeah. that's entitlement. Right. <laughs> as well. So, uh, and not to, you know, I'm going to put Chris on the spot here for a minute because, I mean, just to, uh, as you guys probably know by this point, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting across from a guy that's definitely got grit, uh, and he, um, he might not like us talking about him, you know, <laughs> or he might. You know? well, <laughs> so, it depends. But, uh, you know, coming through some of the situations you've already opened up and shared about, I'm sitting here and, you know, look, you, you know, you got your PhD. I right. Mean, you, you're not incarcerated. Right. You're here shooting a podcast with me, you know, and it's kind of like, how did that happen? That's a great. That's a great question. Um, one of the things I start with uh, by sharing that is that we're going to go back. I'm going to go back to um, episode six where we talked about resilience a little bit and relationship. And uh, one of the things I said in there was that it be it would have been good for somebody to say, "Hey, are you okay?" Um, people acted as if they cared whether I was okay. That's what mattered. And so uh, I think the inflection point for me um, was friendships and relationships with people in my hometown in Painesville, um, people who cared about me, you know, let me stay at their houses and friends. I never stayed alone. You know, one of the things that um, when Danny Heinrich was, was stalking us, um, my dad worked nights at that time. And if you can imagine 13, 14, 15 years old, there's a guy in your town that's been stalking you for uh, two, three years, all myself and my friends. And I lived, and I basically raised myself, lived at home uh, alone every night. So what it took was, first of all, that, that grit, survival, resilience, whatever you want to call that, that piece, I think, you know, that's just that good Minnesota work ethic, <laughs> you know, on some level. I, you know, I grew up in a in an area that just values work ethic, you, you know. And blue, it's blue collar, just blue, getting the... Mm-hmm. Blue collar, you know, you show up every day, you do what you got to do. Um, you know, Payne's also, at that time anyway, it was a farm community, yep. you know. People just, the kids I went to school with would uh, milk cows in the morning and then go to school and then go to wrestling practice. I mean, it was... Intense. Um, so there's that part of it, just culturally at that time. The other piece, though, were those friendships. I, I had uh, just a number of people who um, really helped make sure I was safe. You know, I never stayed after um, after Heinrich had come after us um, the second time. There were two incidences. After that second one, all bets were off about me staying home. So I stayed with friends and, um, you know, the, the, 
it was kind of a day-to-day thing just getting through if I just get through today you know I'll get through tonight get up and go to school you know and and so it really became kind of a habit um surviving and and trying to get through was was really a really became a habit and a number of those friends this is the interesting part I'm still friends with them you know I'm still friends with their families and so to to your point, it was all about relationships. I don't know had I said and fully disclosed everything that was going on in my life to any of those people or like Uncle Bill, the cop I mentioned, um, had I said what was all going on in my life, things would have been different. Um, But as a kid in trauma and a situation like that, I was weighing the cost benefit, you know, because you don't know the outcomes. But, you know, when you say I've got a PhD, I'm not incarcerated, things like that, what I would argue is that there are lots and lots of people like me who have had these terrible experiences and they're lawyers and doctors and teachers and police officers themselves. They've they've come through all that. And so, um, and I would say, you know, people's experiences are, they're all unique. They all matter. And how they did it um, is going to vary some, of course, right? Um, some some people had law enforcement help or something like that. Others didn't. The stories are different. Stories right? are different. Yeah. And I've and, and you too, you've heard more than me, but man, I've heard some stories. That just I mean, you can't yeah. you can't make it up. Some of the stuff I've heard. So. You can't. You can't. I mean, the stories. You know, that, that's the privilege that I get to do with my job. You know, is to. Uh, you know, to, to bear witness to a lot of stories right. and to hold space for people as they, as they walk through them. Um, to me, th- th- this is a, this is an important, you know, I said these two words were important, grit and resilience. It's because I don't think we fully, I don't think we can answer the question, you know, uh, but I think having the conversation about how those things are developed is still important. That helps us, I think, understand it a little bit better because I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, Chris, of going, you know, what makes, you know, you know, for you, for, for those out there who have struggled, have been through some really traumatic stuff, is there sometimes a piece that the trauma, and, and I'm not saying the trauma was helpful, so don't, don't hear me say that, no. Um, but I am kind of saying, was there pieces of that that also created some drive, something different? Maybe, I don't know. Right. You know? I, I, I think that there, I think there are stories that point to that. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, but I, but I think, you know, also, you know, and I, and I'll use that, you know, personally for me, uh, you know, I haven't disclosed a whole lot about me on this, this podcast yet, but I lost my mom. Uh, you know, she died when I was in my early twenties. And for me, I was an only child. So I was one of those entitled kids, you know, I'll, I'll speak to it. Uh, but I remember when I lost her, there was an overwhelming feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm on my own. And that sounds kind of crazy because I was married at the time and, and I had, had good support systems, but I knew that that safety net was gone. Right. And so for me, I will always share with my clients and anybody else. It's like that experience. While I wouldn't trade, you know, I'd have my mom back in a heartbeat if that, if that was possible, you know, but it did produce something in me that has been helpful in life for me as right. far as drive and things along those lines of like, I know, I know nobody else is going to do it. I've got to do it. I've got to get it done. So the trauma in itself that, that happened there did create something that I, that I use today 
that's been helpful. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that's, you know, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, people that have had, uh, people that have had pretty sheltered, ah, sheltered might not be the right word, but pretty consistent lives, pretty stable home life, things like that. I think when something like your loss of your mom, that really rocks your world. Uh, I think you do grow beyond, you grow up, so to speak. You can, you grow, grow up might not be the right phrasing, but you do grow through that uh, and it, and it changes you. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely true. Well, well, and this is our time to plug as well, not plug, but it's just to say, like we said in the very, very beginning of our podcast is basically having a space for people to share stories. Everybody's got one. Right. You know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of jump out there, and some people may not like this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think we've all got traumatic pieces to our stories. Some maybe with, you know, I, again, how do you measure it? It's all, it's subjective. It's subjective, right? right? You sure. know, yeah, I mean, this this is something that uh, trauma therapists, we talk about all the time. What, what, what hurt this one person deeply, this other person over here might have had the same type of scenario, and it didn't do the same thing to them. Right. But you can't sit there and judge. Hey, was this a higher level than this other? Some are much more interesting stories. Yeah, but we've all got stuff. There are some things too. Um, you know, we can we measure. We I say we as if I do it. I don't. But um, measuring ACEs and PTSD things like that. There are measurements just so for clarity. They therapy uh, has figured out a way to measure that. PTSD things like that. But um, but I agree with you. I think everybody's got something. And, um, you know, we'd, we'd like to hear from you too. If you're, if you're so inclined, you can always email us and, um, you know, if, if there's something we can, uh, share on one of the episodes or something, we'd be, uh, we would consider doing that just because, you know, people do need to share those stories. Yep. Uh, growth comes through that. Um, one thing I want to circle back to just uh, briefly is, you know, resilience and grit, um, there's a chronological nature of that too. I think, um, you know, I, I think about when I went to school, went to college for my undergrad, it was, a um, I was a non-traditional student, you know, it was non-traditional, traditional student. Well, you know, why was I a non-traditional student? <laughs> you know, right. Trauma. And so one of the things I think, um, it's really important for us to, to come back and talk about here is, those people, that people's journeys, their direction, their path through and to wherever their, uh, wherever their adult life ends up, um, I think has some twists and turns. And people with ACEs, people with trauma, traumatic experiences uh, before college, for example, a lot of times, this is going to set up our next episode, has some addiction. Oh, absolutely. Has some... Uh, you know, struggles through there. So maybe Jordan, you want to tee up the next episode? Well, I, I do. Yeah. And, and definitely we're going to come back and talk about uh, addiction um, in kind of a universal sense. But uh, one of the things to the, that I'm literally just sitting here thinking about holding myself accountable to this, I just kind of mentioned everybody has, has some stuff in their life, some trauma, right? ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. Obviously there, there's a, there's a subset there with that one. But I'm going to say this, too. I mean, addiction can be looked at. We'll talk about this next time in multiple layers, multiple things that a person can be addicted to. Right. So substances are one of them. 
we'll look at that, you know, that as well kind of next week when we check yeah. into it. So, but the point I'm trying to make is if I'm saying everybody's got stuff, our propensity in our culture to be addicted to something is huge right now. Right. So just, just think about it. Look around. How many people are carrying an iPhone right now and, and have it attached to their hip at all points? Right. Is there some addiction there? I don't know. I'm not saying, but it's just, right. we got to look at these things. Right. So, and, and, you know, we're going to touch base on lots of different topics uh, in the area of addiction, um, including chemicals and process addiction. Absolutely. So absolutely. We'll, we'll do that next time. So um, again, thanks for joining us. And we will, uh, we'd appreciate it if you go to the website, upstartresilience.com, traumanomicspodcast.com. Um, you can email us, uh, upstartresilience at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on Twitter at UpstartRes. So we'll talk to you next week. Catch you next week. This podcast is made available by Upstart Resilience, LLC, for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the subject matter. This podcast is not designed to give specific professional advice. By using this podcast, you understand that there is no counselor-client relationship nor any other professional relationship between you and the hosts. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent professional advice from a licensed professional in your state.